1: following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management since the recording of this program the union opt-out window for teachers here in minnesota has expanded now covering the entire month of september if you'd like more information on whether to opt out you can go online to educatedteachersmn.com
2: Welcome to Education Nation, where we tackle the biggest issues in American education. School is now in session. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hackstrom, and co host Mark Durkin. Well, good evening, and thank you for joining us here on Education Nation. I am your headmaster and host, Rebecca Hagstrom, and it's a privilege to join you every Saturday evening here on AM 1280, The Patriot. I'm joined in studio once again by the producer of Education Nation and my co-host, Mark Durkin. And
1: good evening to you again, Rebecca. Good
2: evening. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. Uh, In June of 2018, the landmark Supreme Court case, Janus versus AfSME, overturned 40 years of precedent having ruled that unions can no longer charge non-union employees fair share fees because they violate First Amendment rights of all public employees. Public employees, including teachers, no longer have to pay fair share fees to cover the costs of the union's collective bargaining activities in order to take and keep their job. But the case also addressed First Amendment rights of union members in general. However, educators make up by far the largest component of state and local government employees, and education is typically the largest component of state and local government expenditures.
1: And in the Janus case, the Supreme Court majority stated that the right to speak, the right to associate or not to associate, which protects citizens against being forced to fund someone else's political speech are the bedrock of our freedom and constitutional republic. Mm -hmm. And in recognizing how the field of education has been instrumental in subsidizing union speech, the court in the Janus case referred to the briefing and argument in Friedrichs v. California Teachers Association, acknowledging how countless public employees, including schoolteacher Rebecca Friedrichs, were forced to fund speech and a political agenda that they did not agree with, and how that error resulted in unconstitutional advantage in windfall for public mm-hmm. sector unions. Mm-hmm. Now, because public sector unions can no longer collect agency fees on or count, rather, on guaranteed income, perhaps they'll become more focused on the needs of the people that they represent. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yes, it, it would. <laughs> so how are national and state teachers unions responding to the Janus ruling? Are unions heeding the warnings from the high court that they're expected to fairly represent non-members? Well, despite First Amendment infringements, are well-paid union executives still using dues to support certain political candidates and radical ideologies at the expense of representational duties? Over the next two shows, we will take a look at the responses coming from the National Education Association and State Teachers Union, Education Minnesota.
2: Yes, and here in tonight, or here in studio, sorry, tonight, uh, to help Minnesota teachers understand some of the new developments is Kim Crockett. Kim is Vice President, Senior Policy Fellow, and General Counsel with Center of the American Experiment. Kim is an enthusiastic student of the U.S. Constitution and has been a member and officer of the Federalist Society since 1984, when she founded the student chapter at Penn Law in Philadelphia. Here in Minnesota, Kim has, uh, or, sorry, Kim was elected to two four-year terms on the Deep Haven, Deep Haven City Council. She was an appointee of former Governor Tim Pawlenty to the Minnesota Supreme Court Committee on Minnesota's Code of Judicial Conduct. Kim's research, writing, and advocacy focuses on public unions and labor law, and public pensions, just to name a few. Federalism and the rule of law are the framework for Kim's policy work. She regularly consults with state and national policymakers and contributes commentaries to the Star Tribune, Pioneer Press, and other newspapers across Minnesota. She also guest speaks at area chambers, business groups, and on radio and television, explaining the impact of state policy to Minnesotans. And we are privileged to have Kim join us once again on Education Nation. Welcome back, Kim.
3: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
2: Yes, you are quite accomplished in all of your research and background, and it is truly an honor to have you on our show today. Thank you. Yeah. Well, let's begin with some of the specifics as it pertains to teachers opting out of the union dues. The high court ruled that money can't be taken from public employees unless they freely waive their First Amendment rights. Can you explain what this means and what obstacles or ethical dilemmas teachers might face um, that would maybe motivate them to waive their First Amendment rights? Yes,
3: Janice versus Ask Me, and it is Janice, by the way. Mark has become a good friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he,
2: I still say Janice. I'm I sorry. You, I will get over that. <laughs> you, you and a lot of people. So yes, he's, he's a
3: really nice man. Yes, I think we met really him nice actually. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So the Mark Janice was a what we call a fair share fee payer mm-hmm. in Minnesota. He, he's he's a in social, Illinois, right? He lived, Yeah, he yeah. lives in Illinois. Um, And he's a he was a fair share fee payer, agency fee payer. So that was the immediate question before the court, Mm -hmm. Um, where people didn't belong to the union. They've never been forced to join Mm -hmm. because the court said a long time ago we can't. You know, the First Amendment doesn't says that we can't force citizens in the United States to associate with Mm -hmm. a club or a union or a church or Mm -hmm. anything. Right. Uh, We don't do that to citizens, Mm -hmm. right? But they said uh, forty years ago. Well, but we can impinge on your rights a little bit. For those of you who don't want to join the union, we can make you fund this thing called collective bargaining, right? Because otherwise, you know, you're you're getting a freebie. Mm-hmm. Um, the be, because unions, and we'll talk about this more later, mm-hmm. have the right to be the exclusive bargaining agent in mm-hmm. the workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not fair mm-hmm. if. If uh, that's what we call it, fair share fees. It's not fair if Mark and other public employees somehow get this contract without paying for the cost of collective bargaining. And the court last summer said, oops, we kind of blew that. Back in 1977, when school teachers came to us and said, we don't want to do this, Mm -hmm. you can't make us do this. Mm -hmm. Um, They said that the problem of the free rider and all that wasn't great enough to overcome the First Amendment objections Mm -hmm. of public employees who were saying, look, everything the union does is political.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Everything, Mm -hmm. including collective bargaining. Now think about that. That takes a while to... Digest, mm-hmm. because we didn't, we've never, we haven't thought about it that way for decades. But the court said uh, because there's political impact of everything that collective bargaining results in taxes, spending, public policy. Of course, that's political, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's naive to think otherwise. So they kind of apologized and they overruled that old case and said that fair share fee payers like Mark and Rebecca Friedrichs and others, no longer have to pay those. And so the state of Minnesota immediately complied with that, mm-hmm. with that ruling. Mm-hmm. So fair share of fee payers across the state got a pay raise mm-hmm. on July 1st, last mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second part of this, and this is where it's not as clear, right? The, but the court was addressing all public employees And it said that in order for employers to deduct union dues, they have to be certain that all public employees who are in a bargaining unit have uh, waived their First Amendment rights not to fund the politics of the union. Mm -hmm. And that that uh, consent, they called it the affirmative consent, must be freely given. And the problem before the state of Minnesota, and frankly every other state like us, Um, that has these um, agency arrangements with unions, is that the old union cards really violate Janus, but they continue to deduct dues from all public employees who had Hmm. signed a union card. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we are today, Mm -hmm. where um, people who weren't fair share fee payers continue to fund union activity, uh, and they have to become... Non-members before the employer will recognize um, their right to 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 stop funding the unions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's where we. That's where that's the, rubber, the new area. That's, the, of, that's of the that's of the that's contention. The new pro- yeah, mm-hmm, that's the mm-hmm. new problem to solve <gasps> that's before us.
2: Right, right.
3: Mm-hmm. And how unions are blocking the door, right, for people who might want to exit, mm-hmm. uh, and how the state is honoring union terms.
2: Over the First Amendment rights of public employees. right? So that's a long explanation. Which is no surprise in some regards because, like you said, this is a 40-year history. And it doesn't break down easily.
3: But Mm -hmm. also the court recognized in the Janus ruling that public sector unions had a windfall of billions of dollars over the last 40 years. And what have they done with that money? We
2: know what they've done with a lot of that money. (laughs) We're going to talk about that. (laughs) They've elected
3: people Mm -hmm. who answer to the unions. That's right. So that voters in Minnesota, frankly, aren't in charge of their government Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. They've been disenfranchised by the billions and billions of dollars spent to elect people who are friendly to a union agenda. Yeah. And politicians across the board are terrified Mm -hmm. of upsetting government sector, you know, government unions. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a while. We'll talk about the details.
2: Absolutely. Um, Actually, we've covered it. We've done a couple shows in the past, not recently, a few years ago, on the impact of union um, uh, money that goes to various candidates and just kind of that circular, Mm -hmm. like you just discussed, you know, it's an giving- unvirtuous cycle, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a circular support. Um, yes. Yes. All right. Well, let's move on here. The teach the state's teaching or sorry, the state's teachers union education, Minnesota only allows union members to resign from union membership during a very narrow seven day window. And you kind of referred to this briefly. And can you br- uh, please share with our listeners when that window is um, and Will this union member card restriction survive coming legal challenges? And in light of the Janus ruling, will we see due collection practices change immediately or dues collection practices change immediately, or will this be a long, drawn-out process? So the seven-day window, which
3: is dictated in the union card uh, that teachers sign to join Education Minnesota, which is part of... The hiring process practically. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, here's mm-hmm. your card. Right. Yeah. You will sign this because it used to be required or you'd lose your job. It's not anymore after Janice. It's coming up at the end of September. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that the union could change it. They have the right to do that theoretically. Mm-hmm. But at the end of September, all of our public school teachers have the right. Uh, during that very narrow window to get their paperwork in. (laughs) And we have a website called Mm educatedteachersmn.com that will guide you through if you want to sign up for emails and get alerts Mm -hmm. and also get help with your resignation letter. Right. It's all on educatedteachersmn.com. Good, but it's the it's that last seven days of September, right when teachers are most busy. You <laughs> right. tell yes. me, Rebecca. Yeah, you're just, an educator. Yeah,
2: and, and right that's, when they're back in the classroom with right. kids, yes. could it be a harder time to that deal that, with this? That timing was quite purposeful on the yes. part of the unions. That is absolutely for yeah. sure, and for it to be only a one-week window too. Right. I mean, that's such a short period of time. It's a blink of the eye in an right. entire school year.
3: Well, and this is why you, you would ask me: um, Will this be challenged? You know, what what are the prospects of that seven-day window? being opened more mm-hmm. or, yes. or or you know, uh, delete it all together. Right, so that you can at right. any
2: point in time during the year.
3: Well, and this is why mm-hmm. the center is looking for teachers who would like to challenge that seven-day yeah. window. Um, the teachers' union is very powerful and very intimidating. Mm-hmm. It has woven itself into the culture of teaching and the teaching colleges and our schools themselves. And when you stand up, and raise your hand and say, "I'm not digging this, mm-hmm. you know um you you no, know you yes. sort of pop
2: up you've put yourself on the board to be just completely Although, bombarded in some schools, but you know what I'm hearing wonderful
3: things from other teachers who say it's fine who oh. resigned good, they're not hearing a word. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the school itself, mm, sure, but so to answer the question." Yes, the seven-day window mm-hmm. is unconstitutional. And I say that as an attorney who's watched the court for 35 years. They are going to rule on this at some point. Mm-hmm. But we need that case, and there are multiple cases going on across the country. We want Minnesota to win that case. Yeah. So come yeah, on, teachers. Nice. <laughs> we want, it's. There's, no, seriously, there's competition out there for who's going to win who's this one. going to have that one. Huh? You know, but we have <laughs> one of the narrowest windows in the country and frankly, one of the most powerful teachers unions. So let's win that one for Minnesota mm-hmm. and blow, you know, at least blow that window open so it's broader. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we anticipate it could take a couple of years for the mm-hmm. court to say, weren't you listening to us back in <laughs> June of 2018 that, that you had, and, and here's, in defense of the, of the unions and in defense of our employers, our school districts, they're collecting, continuing to collect the dues because um the unions had teachers sign a card and it's like a contract it's a dues authorization right and it says i'll pay mm-hmm. you know dues right. you know mm-hmm. every every paycheck and and whatever but the court recognized rights mm-hmm. that frankly teachers have had all along it's kind of like dorothy with her shoes you know you mm-hmm. could have always gone home the rights were always there under the first amendment but nobody knew that they had them. They weren't acknowledged by the court. Right. It's not that they're new rights. It's that the court finally recognized mm-hmm. that teachers have the right not to fund the political agenda of some third party. Mm-hmm. Right. So in defense of the status quo and the idea that we need another big case because we do – I mean, otherwise, employers are faced with totally disrupting this relationship with um, the unions, mm-hmm. and the unions would hit them with unfair labor practices suits sure. as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we kind of need another case where the court mm-hmm. clarifies the Janus decision yes. and says, "No, this is what we meant. We rec- we we know that we that you didn't know that they had the right not to pay, mm-hmm. and we're making this really clear right. now. Mm-hmm. Right? That mm-hmm. teachers." And other public employees, you have to have their affirmative consent. Mm-hmm. In practical terms, what does that mean? It means you need a new union card right. yeah. that says, it's- I hereby affirmatively consent to the waiver of my First Amendment rights right. and agree to fund the union mm-hmm. assigned, you know, Rebecca Hagstrom. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. And we need to reiterate
1: as well, too, that because even though we've denoted this as being unconstitutional, the seven-day window, and it's going to be a lengthy process to get to the point where that's lifted, teachers that are thinking about opting out are still going to want to stick to that seven-day window. Yes. Yes. So I think it's important. Very
3: good point, Mark, because there are teachers who are aware of Janice and they're processing this. They're going, hmm, what do I want to do? And I really need to think through this what's right for my family and my career. I've met a number of teachers who've said, I'm not quite ready, I want I want to resign, but I want to think about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then there's other teachers, Mark, who've never heard of this case. Yes, mm-hmm. They're busy mm-hmm. between their classroom and their own family responsibilities. They have a lot on their mm-hmm. plate. So that's why we need to repeat this over and over. But yes, if they want to resign um, while we wait for that fabulous new case whatever mm-hmm. it's going to be yes um you got the, you got a window at the end of september mm-hmm. and right. if you go to educatedteachersmn.com you can get your resignation letter ready to go so you can get it in the mail and all of that at the end of September, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and handle it over the summer. Maybe when things are a little less hectic, right? Before cabin season, you know, <laughs> before all the fun stuff mm-hmm. over the summer. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and you are listening to Education Nation here on AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. I am your co-host Mark Durkin, along with Rebecca Hagstrom. Our guest tonight is Kim Crockett, and we are discussing the details of the. Supreme Court decision, the landmark decision of last June of the Mark Janice decision. I also want to make mention, too, before we move on here, Rebecca, you mentioned earlier about a show we had done several years yes. ago about the union's involvement in education. Yes. Uh, for our listeners, if they'd like to go back and listen to that, they can go to ednationmn.org mm-hmm. on our podcast, and if you'll click under archives mm-hmm. and scroll all the way down to episode number 11, that show title was Unions in Education that was done back in 2016. So- Mm -hmm. We certainly invite our listeners to go back and listen to that show as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Well, the Janus ruling did not affect the longstanding statutory right of unions to exclusively represent all employees in a bargaining unit. And, you know, Kim, what areas will Education Minnesota continue to bargain over?
3: So Janus didn't have any impact whatsoever on collective bargaining. People think it did. Mark Janus goes around explaining this to people all the time. Didn't impact collective bargaining. Um, When Minnesota and other states adopted uh, collective bargaining for for public employees, which was when I was about 11 years old in Mm -hmm. 1971. Mm -hmm. Um, This is new. I mean, that's still relatively new. They adopted the the, uh, approach that Congress had taken in the private sector with allowing private sector labor unions back in the 40s. What does that mean? It means that uh, once a union is certified... In a school district, for example, it is the exclusive bargaining agent for mm-hmm. all the people in that bargaining unit. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, pick a school in the Minneapolis School District or Minnetonka or Owatonna or wherever, the union, which is a local rep, a local subsidiary of Education Minnesota, is your exclusive bargaining agent on all the things it was before Mark Janice brought his case. Mm-hmm. Um Every, in, in Minnesota we do not collectively bargain over pensions. Some states do. It's never been allowed, um, which isn't to say the unions don't get involved in that issue because they do and they hose it up in my you know not so humble opinion. But salaries, workplace conditions, work rules, all that stuff. and And while that gives teachers some comfort, right? Because it means that the nothing's changed in that world. They still have representation whether they are a member of the union or not, you know, the agent has to, rec- has to uh, bargain on their behalf in good faith whether they belong to the union or not. That's just part of the deal that the union cut. Mm-hmm. We want to be exclusive. And they fought for that. Mm-hmm. The unions fought for that. And they won. And that
2: it gives them a lot of power.
3: Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And the court said, you know, when the unions were complaining about that in the Janus case, in the oral argument on the, you know, with, the, with the justices, they said, well, that's not fair you're making us represent people who aren't paying us
2: but that's what they asked for <laughs> they pushed for that thank you yeah. they did back yeah. in the 40s yeah. and
3: then all the way through in public when the, when public sector unionism became became legal mm-hmm. and the court said we're really sorry but you're whining mm-hmm. you've got a lot of power you get a lot of income from this yes and and you're whining about it but people's first amendment rights trump any uh, concerns that we mm-hmm. have about that f- what's called free rider, mm-hmm. uh, and and we're just not we're not going there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how that's how. But then, but you yeah. know, teachers do worry about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't want to mm-hmm. be free riders because they're they're upstanding ethical people. Sure. sure. You know but mm-hmm. the, the
1: high court had made it clear too that you know the statutory privilege that we're talking about uh, enjoyed by the public sector unions. It does raise serious First Amendment concerns. And given that it's illegal for unions to discriminate against employees that choose to exercise their constitutional right not to join the union, what are these concerns as they relate to the First Amendment?
3: Well, there are two cases before the U.S. Supreme Court right now on this very issue of exclusive representation. They're both out of Minnesota. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes, so we might win some big ones. Um, One is a faculty member from St. Cloud. And one is um a uh, personal care attendant who hmm. was forced into a union mm-hmm. uh into the SEIU. And in those cases what they're saying to the court is and this will be an expansion of Janice if they win, by by giving the unions the right of exclusive representation, mm-hmm. you are forcing us to associate
2: mm-hmm.
3: with the unions. Mm-hmm. So you go back to the First Amendment go back to Philadelphia and all the things that the founders and framers were working on and why the First Amendment ended up. It's an amendment. It wasn't in the Constitution, right? right? It's part mm-hmm. of the Bill of Rights, which yeah. amended the Constitution. But we don't force Americans to aff- affiliate or associate. Right. So it goes back to that fundamental question of the First Amendment. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I'm i am a little skeptical that the court is um, – has the appetite mm-hmm. to take that on, mm-hmm. but it's a natu- it naturally flows from the um, the signals that the court's been sending, especially Justice Alito on this issue for the last five years. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to mention in Minnesota, though uh, other states have dealt with this a little better, once a union is certified in Minnesota, it's almost impossible to decertify it. And it's all, the burden Mm -hmm. is all on our school teachers and other public employees to to do it. And it's a complicated Um, process. We won't go mm -hmm, into the weeds mm -hmm, on that. mm -hmm. But one of the things that would help with this problem is if Minnesota required unions to be recertified, say every year or two where they Mm -hmm. had to go to their membership and say, how are we doing? Right. Do you guys like, you know, Mm -hmm. what we've done for you? Mm -hmm. Um, And if, and if they haven't been doing a good job the teachers or other employees could say no you, you know we want to try a different bargaining agent mm-hmm. you just haven't done a great job so we're going to decertify you mm-hmm. and that's the case in other states including Wisconsin by the way and that way the union has to get focused as you talked about earlier Mark on doing what their what their employees what, what their members want not what the
2: union wants mm-hmm. right
3: and i know at some point we're going to talk about all that crazy
2: political, right. really That's next week's stuff. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next week's show where we're and going to be covering that.
3: I think most members go, what does that have to do with my salary? Right. With my classroom, with doing the best job I can do with my teachers? Mm-hmm. 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 Can we please get focused on that stuff and not all the crazy left-wing
1: Absolutely. issues? Political.
2: Yeah. Okay, we have literally about... About a minute. It's a minute for you to be able to answer our final question for you. Um, what is a popular solution for Minnesota uh, educators yeah. to solve the free rider problem that you referred to just a little bit ago?
3: Right. So for teachers who've decided they don't want to fund education, Minnesota's, um, frankly, leftist agenda. Mm-hmm. Um they can resign during that seven day window. Go to educatedteachersmn.com for the details on that. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to, they don't want, maybe they like their local and they think their local's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. A popular option for teachers is to send a thank you note to mm-hmm. their local union with a check, any amount they want. Hmm. You know, they're, they're, teachers are spending about $1,000 a year on the union. Mm-hmm. Send a check for $25 or $100 yeah. or give them 1000 whatever you right. want, and say, thank you for doing a good job. Yeah. I'm going to support my local union. Doesn't mean they're a member, mm-hmm. but it's a way of being grateful for mm-hmm. perhaps good local representation right. without having to be part of the bigger state and national agenda mm-hmm.
2: but that's a great idea it's a it, mm-hmm. and
3: teachers love that
2: mm-hmm. and again that protects that that local uh, relationship too right and that's really I think where it is most painful for the teachers if they do choose to leave right. um, their friends where right, right right local reps it protects and... their relationships there that's great yeah. that's a great idea all right well we don't have much time left here and I just want to once again um, reiterate a couple things about what we've discussed today uh, uh just a reminder to any teachers that might be listening or um, relationships or people who are related to pe- teachers, there is a seven-day opt-out window with the union that is the last week of September. And for more information about that and other frequently asked questions in light of the Janice decision, you can go to www.educatedteachersmn.com. That's educatedteachersmn.com for much more information on this whole case and how it might affect you. And then if you'd like to listen to this podcast or any other podcast from Education Nation, you can go to ednationmn.org. That's ednationmn.org. Or you can join our Facebook page at Education Nation Radio or join us on Twitter at ednationmn, ednationmn. And we hope you join us again next week when we have Kim Crockett back to continue this conversation about the Janus decision and the political ramifications that come from union dues spending. Ending. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.
1: Since the recording of this program, the union opt-out window for teachers here in Minnesota has expanded, now covering the entire month of September. If you'd like more information on whether to opt out, you can go online to educatedteachersmn.com.